The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? An apple rosina. I have no idea what that is. It's completely made up, and I only went off the context of the type of liquors that we had to blend together. Okay. I just wanted to see if we have this rosina amaro that we got from Highside Distillery. Yeah. And it's an apple-based amaro, yes. right? So it's it's a bitter apple, and it doesn't necessarily taste like apples, but that's the base of it. So what I did was two parts of apple brandy, one part of the Amaro Rosina, and two shakes of bitters. Not Angostura, but just regular bitters to see what we would have, what it makes. I put it on ice, shook it, and then served it over an ice ball. Okay, well, it looks like an apple. smells like an apple. It's a mellow drink. It tastes like an apple. Yeah. I think the Rosina cuts the sweetness of the brandy. Mm -hmm. So it's just a different way of thinking about how you can make kind of with the idea of an old fashioned. Yeah. With other types of bitter liqueurs. Yeah, it's very flavorful. Yeah. It's got very, it's very apple, but it's mild. It's not like. It's not like having straight brandy. In your face, right, exactly. No, it's not bad at all. So, interesting. Will we start with the apple brandy? Yeah, we are. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Really, we are. It's amazing, though, because those are the two hardest liquors that I'm trying to figure out what to do with. Yeah. The Rosina is hard. Yes. But I can use the Rosina with gin, so I plan to explore that some. Uh But it's still hard. (laughs) Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. You know, we talk to a lot of pro-doms around the world. Mm -hmm. And today we have Alexis, who's in the UK. She's from all over the world. (laughs) And, you know, we were introduced to her by Podophilius, who is also committed to being a stand for sex workers generally. Right. And so with that, we welcome you to the conversation, Alexis. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for for the opportunity. Thank you. Hi, guys. And we're really glad that you're here. And Alexis, we always begin our conversation by inviting you to share your journey in sexuality. So tell us who you are as a sexual creature and how that led to what you're doing today. Well, actually, I started as a dancer, and I started to dance in 
2009. So I've been a dancer since 2009 until last March. The reason why I got into dom domination is because all of my friends were saying it to me that, oh my God, you should be a dominatrix. Oh my God, you should be a dominatrix. And when COVID hit, my friend was telling me, oh, I'm going to move to Dubai and you could come with me so we could do this together. And I was like, yeah, why not? Sure. So I traveled around the world. I've been dancing everywhere. So I was in Switzerland, UK, within Europe, like, I don't know, like altogether about 25 countries. So I've been to Australia, New Zealand, the USA, everywhere, even Iceland. <laughs> so yes, I have my my experience from dancing mostly. And then I started my journey as a nominatrix, like I said, in March. And I really, really enjoy it because I just feel like I, uh, I am way more confident and I just feel much better now that I'm doing this. I think it's better than to be a dancer. So that's my that's my journey until now. Got it. Well, that's the journey that you had as an adult. But how did you discover sex and how did sexuality occur to you growing up? Oh, wow. Well, to be fair, I was always a very sexual person. I started when I was 16. And <laughs> actually, my very first boyfriend, he was really 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 sexual and he was 10 years older than I was and obviously the first time was you know it's, it's it's the first time but then I met a guy who was 17 years older than I am and he introduced me to anal so which was fantastic because I realized how much I love it and you know like when you understand that you are open to a lot of things not just the you know not just the vanilla type of uh, sex then you are curious and you want to discover more and more and more and oh my god I have loads of stories <laughs> from all over the world and yeah like one of my favorite story is when I moved to Australia I met a guy and I fell in love with him obviously and he was bisexual and that was the first time when I used a strap-on, and we had so many different things together. Got it. Okay. So through all of that time, were you always curious about kink as well? I mean, because to be a dominatrix, you sort of have to bring some kink to the table, right? Well, yeah, I, I would say that actually the whole BDSM word, like I got into the BDSM word now, like pretty recently, but I always had like a very open mind and a very curious mind. So even if I got into different things, I didn't know that it was labeled, okay, edging, or it was labeled as pegging, or like I never labeled those things, but I, I it was always part of my life. And I was always very, very curious. And um, yeah, I would say it was always with me. Got it, okay. So now you're putting yourself forward as a dominatrix. And so, like, tell us who you are as a dominatrix. Like, what's your speed? Okay, so me as a dominatrix, I am a sensual dominatrix. And so because I don't know how other people are, but when, when the very, very first time I've seen what dominatrixes do, I was like, oh, my God, can I really do this? And, you know, like when you first started, you are still not sure. You try to see what other people do and if it suits you. But then because how can I say like, because even 
as a dancer, I had this side of me, this is very, very sensual side of me. It was not a big transition. So I knew that I want to, you know, focus on the sensual side. And for example, I really like uh, food fetish. I like body worship. I like edging. And I like the sensuality and the psychological domination part of it. So I would say that kind of like between sensual and, you know, like the dancer and the hard dom, like in between. I don't know how, how can I explain it if you can understand. So someone who likes to get naked to seduce you, but still wants to dominate you. So it's a little bit like, because, you know, like one of my friends told me that, oh my God, if you get naked, that's more like a submissive treat. Yeah, like being submissive. And I was like, I really don't think so. Because when I tie up somebody to the chair and they have to watch me and I tell them what they can do and I touch them and I want to touch them, I'm fully in control. So I don't feel like, it's being a submissive just because I take off my clothes. Because for me, this is part of my seduction. It's part of my, I don't know, my session, my game. And I love to play this game, you know. So I'm definitely more sensual than hardcore dom, I would say. And I definitely like to connect with the clients. Like I always focus on having quality time over having loads of clients. So it depends on what I feel from the client and that's how I react as well. So I don't know, it's like, I can't do things like, okay, now you came here, now I'm going to do this. Like, you know, it's too robotic. I always go with the feelings and I'm very, very, very sensual that way. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I appreciate you addressing the issue of what happens typically on both sides of the slash, on dominance and submissive sides, where people tell you, oh, that's not dominant or that's not submissive or vice versa. The great thing about this is there's nothing ever wrong. And you, obviously, even if you were submissive, it it doesn't really matter what side of the slash you are. You get to choose how to define yourself. And then the appropriate clients or people that are interested in that will gravitate towards you naturally because that's what you have. It, you're right. It would be very boring to have all dominatrix have a handbook and say, okay, this is how you address your client. This is what happens first. This is what happens second. Of course, that's not what's happening. But you're right. There's people out there that say, oh, well, that's not submissive or that's not dominant, you get to choose. Yeah, like, I really agree with you. I think I think everyone is different. And I, I think the main point is that you are unique. Like, mm, I don't want to be like my best friend or I don't want to be like my other friend. You know what I mean? Because we are all so, so different. And I think the clientele is so different as well. So, you know, when someone comes to me and he they write me like, okay, I want you to do this and this and this to me. And I'm like, uh, can you please first check my website and decide for yourself if this is what you want because I don't think that you understand what I'm doing here because you know like this happens quite a lot of times that you know like someone sees your pictures and they're like okay I want to have a session I'm like do you know what I offer (laughs) and then they say yeah I want scat I want toilet training I want this I want that and I'm just like I'm sorry but I don't do that so I'm very different than mistress a or mistress b mistress alexis and that's how i am and you can you know you can be with me or you can go with someone else that's completely your decision but i don't know i just don't feel like that's being submissive just because i'm in a certain way like maybe maybe for 
mistress A, it would be being submissive. But for me, it's perfectly fine. I think you nailed it. You described the essence of dominance as control. And that's really what it is, right? You really are taking the power of another person and you're leveraging that power in a sexual context. And, you know, whether you do that with your clothes on or naked, you're still the dominant in the conversation. What I'm curious about as you move from dancing to providing dominance as a service, how you find the clients different from the clients that you performed for dancing versus the clients that you're interacting with now. Do you see the same kind of context that they have about who you are? (laughs) This is actually pretty funny because I think I have very, very similar clients because when I was dancing, I was just as dominant over the clients just as now. And I always had, you know, like, because I like to have a lot of conversations and I love business people and I like to, I don't know, I just so many times when, like, for example, I was working in Sydney in Australia and it was so funny because so many clients just came to me because they want, they did want to have that sort of sexual part of it, obviously, but they loved my character. They loved my personality and they loved to talk to me. So it was more like a therapy and I don't know if you if you guys know that, but first, when I was thinking about what to do for my website, my website name was Sensual Dom Therapy, because I looked at this as a therapeutic way of, of you know, like a sexual, but, you know, still therapeutic and it's good for your soul. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that I have very similar clients. And yeah, of course, there are clients who come to me, you know, just they stay for one one time or like just an hour or two hours or whatever but my regulars i think they are just exactly the same as the ones that i had in in dancing so always always highly educated i would say or yeah and business people like i don't know it's just like i love i love to talk to them so it's always like a an experience for me as well not just for them because i you know like it's good it's it's nice so yeah so mr alexis when we had our first conversation one of the things you mentioned was the importance of aftercare so you know in the world of kink depending on the intensity of a scene the aftercare varies so i'm curious what your thoughts are about how you approach aftercare. Oh yeah, 100%. I find aftercare very, very important because like I said, I look at this as an experience, not just like as a session. Like it's not like you come here, you stay with me, you have an orgasm or you don't, doesn't matter. And then you go, bye-bye, you you gave me the bunny and bye. Like I don't look at it this way. I look at it as if you come to me, you're going to come to me feeling much lighter, not just because you had an orgasm or not but because mentally emotionally in every single way you're going to feel lighter because you're going to feel that someone is caring for you and is accepting you and not judging you and being there even if it's just an hour or two hours or whatever that time is 100 percent about the two of us and you know like i could never ever throw out someone like okay it's done. It was the last second. So many times it happened to me that the client would stay for another 10 minutes and we just talk. If I don't have anything else to do, I'm really happy to talk. And, you know, like they would share their feelings and they would share their experiences from before. And the entire session is always emotionally satisfying for me as well, because I feel that 
the connect on you know on a, on a spiritual level so for me this is so important and that's why aftercare is so important it's not just like okay you go and have a shower but you go have a shower if you want i can come with you we can cuddle in the shower you can wash me i can wash you because you know for me being naked is just so intimate and it's so nice i want to feel my chest on your chest because i want to feel your heartbeat and that's why for me it's a wholesome experience the entire session of course there are some people who don't want this and i understand and they just want to you know have their fantasy field and then they leave and and that's it but i'm still i always still say thank you so much for coming and i'm so happy that you were here so and that's why you know i'm definitely not a heart dom a hardcore dom but i'm more the sensual kind of dom because one of my friends for example she does the fisting and she does the you know like the hardcore pegging and and then she's laughing on the customer or the client but you know that's what the client wants so that's why they go to her and to me i think when someone is my regular it's because of the entire experience from the beginning until the end it's always okay just before we start is there anything that you want to tell me is there anything that you want me to know no okay then we we have the session and at the end we still have some time to chat so i always put on just like a very subtle alarm on my watch so i can feel the vibration but that's it and i tell the client that hey just to let you know there is 10 more minutes what would you like to do should we carry on or do you want to have a shower and we can cuddle or what would make you feel you know like because i care that you as a client just as happy as i am you know that's great it's super great and you know there's a place for every type of dominance so i love that you articulate what you want as a dominant and then you'll find obviously the exact right submissives to cater to i'm also curious as a sensual dom, how you approach things like punishment or discipline? <laughs> well, even though I'm very polite in general, you know, <laughs> but for example, punishment is, okay, you can't come today. You can't have an orgasm. And then, you know, like my uh, client would be, but please let me have an orgasm. And I'm like, listen, if you want to have an orgasm, you can come back next time. And then I tell them, okay, put on my underwear. Like that was one of my clients. I told him to put on my underwear and go home like that. Or not go home, but go to work like that. And, you know, it's just always I because I try to figure out what are the things that are is still in possible to do. It's green with a green code and not a red code, right? And what they are comfortable with, but still makes them feel uh, excited. So that's how I punish or... For example, I really, really, really would love to find somebody that could be my punching bag, human punching bag. <laughs> and I would love to beat up somebody like proper, proper, properly. But obviously, because no one really wants to have any marks on them, right? No one wants to have any marks on them. That's why I would uh, obviously just do some spanking or I don't know. Another punishment that I did is, you know, like I would I would sit really close and I tell the client, okay, you can't lick it, but you have to breathe in my pussy. And there is nothing you can do because you were a bad boy and you cannot lick it. But, you know, like if, if, if I want to punish them by licking it, then I just say, okay, you have to lick it, but you can't come and you can't touch yourself. And I just like, you know, 
uh, breathe on their dick. And of course, I'm not going to put it into my mouth. But you know, the whole seduction part of it is that I'm just getting really close and like, oh, you want it? You want it? Yeah, you're not going to get it. So I do more of a psychological punishment than getting hardcore because I just don't want to leave mark on people. But I wish I could. Like, if someone wants to be beaten up, please let me know. It's interesting that you want to beat somebody up. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have training? Like, are you a boxer or a uh, fighter? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm really, really, like, I love to go to the gym and I did martial arts only just for a while, so not too long. But when I go back to Dubai, because I'm just going to go back to Dubai now, then I'm going to continue with martial arts. And I don't know, it's just like extremely, extremely good feeling when you actually start to punch somebody. And I don't know how to say that. Yes, I would love to do it. It's just... I just really want to do it. Well, I love it because you're good. You know what? You you are going to find someone who loves that because there are many masochists. Yeah, they are. Who love that type of play. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I just, you know, like I'm sensual, but I have my little devil inside of me. And that devil is definitely the person who wants to beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think when you put this podcast on your website, you're going to discover an army of people wanting to get beaten up by you. <laughs> No, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's actually an excellent place to stop. So why don't you tell our listeners about your website and your socials? Tell us how they can find you. All right. So my website is sensualdominatrix.com. And my Twitter is, the handle is at mistress. A Cox one for Instagram. I have two Instagram mistress underscore a underscore Cox. And the other one is miss underscore Alexis underscore Cox. So yeah, those are my socials. And Cox is C-O-X, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. We enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. And have fun in Dubai. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it as well. Like it was so much fun. My first time and I love it. So (laughs) thank you so much. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!